Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of times people get caught up into like a number. Like, what's the number? What? And we didn't want to do that. Uh, what we wanted to do was, first of all, we knew that um, there would be some level of punishment, but we didn't want that to be the focus. We wanted the focus to be on how can we help Draymond as well. And we thought indefinite was the best way to do that. So so, so people don't get caught up on here. what's the number. Is it too low? Is it too high? Indefinite means get yourself right. We want to see you at your best. And the best way for you to do that is, is to get yourself, get yourself mentally and emotionally back to where you need to be. And so that's how we got to indefinite. Yeah, that was insane to see. Uh, glad Nurk is all right. Uh, never seen that before on the basketball court in the NBA game. I hope Draymond gets the help he needs. Uh, it's been incident after incident. So uh, I know Draymond, and that's not, you know, he doesn't, he, he hasn't been that way when I was around him and coming into the league. So hopefully he gets the help he needs and get back on the court and, you know, put all this stuff behind them. What's up, everybody? The show is called Brother from Another. The voices you heard there were the voices of Joe Dumars, NBA Executive Vice President, and the Dean of Discipline, unofficially, Natalie. Uh, he's a discipline guy, which is pretty ironic since he bad boy played Pistons. for the bad boy yes. Pistons, <laughs> and nobody ever disciplined them. They, yes. uh, they always needed some help. They always needed a talking to, but... Uh, well, I was going to say nothing like this, but then Bill Lane Beer. I did see Bill Lane Beer do some, you know, pretty ratchet stuff. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, that was Joe <laughs> Dubars and Kevin Durant, who played with with Draymond. And so, I, I love the Draymond sound. I mean, the uh, Durant sound. <laughs> I, I love the Durant sound because Durant said so much in a short amount of time. He was so efficient. He had so much commentary packed into those thirty-five to forty seconds. Whatever it was, where you know where he stands. Hey, hey, that was bad. Haven't seen like I haven't seen anything like that on the basketball court. Just wanted to say that. I haven't seen this before. So I just want to let you know this is bad. This is this is not another incident. Uh, Draymond wasn't always like that, and Draymond needs help. He has said all of that mm-hmm. in 30 and, and, and Nurk, and, and unlike Draymond, he said, I hope he's alright. I hope he's alright. Draymond eventually got there, but KD centered. Uh, Joe uh, Yusuf, who was get, really got slapped down on yeah. a basketball court, but I thought Durant's comments were on point and really make you understand why Joe Dumar said what he said about Draymond. It's long overdue. Indefinite means it only it doesn't just mean get yourself some help. It also means don't even think about asking us uh, in, in eight games, ten games. Right. If you can play again. No, you can't go back outside. You can't play. It's going to be a while. I think, Natalie, I think it's going to be 15 to 20 games. Yeah, I mean, it probably will be a long time. And 
I'm sure, I'm sure the Warriors, as much as it probably effectively ends their season, I think they probably are glad about it too, to be honest. Um, because mm. it's, it's so much, it's been so much with him and it's just like, they basically gave him another chance by choosing him over Jordan Poole. And then you yeah. turn around and you do this. I can't imagine that. And I, and they've reached fed up points with him. So I just, I don't think that, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that they're going to be okay with it. And and furthermore, I keep saying this to people. Yeah. Mike Dunleavy, he does not have that sentimental attachment to these guys. Not to Draymond. Not to uh, be, because he didn't draft. Because he didn't draft him. Because I mean, he was around. He was around. He was there for for Bob Myers. He was the assistant. He was. But I mean, hey. but but they were drafted. But remember, even Steph. Draymond was the only one under them who was drafted. Steph and Clay were there before Bob Myers got there, before Lakeup got there. Right. Right? So they inherited that. And then, you know, they got Draymond. But, like, uh, most of the stuff that happened, like, Steph being there, that was before them. So, and Steph isn't going anywhere. I'm not trying to suggest that. But I'm just right. saying he does not. So when people say, like, oh, they don't want to break it up, you know, Bob Myers had more of a sentimental attachment. He doesn't. And I, I believe that this team will look very different next year and well, he will break them uh, up. Okay. You say he doesn't have a sentimental attachment, but when Draymond, when he had an opportunity to go somewhere else, Dunleavy said, "Hey, we need, essentially he's he's really important to what we do, and right. there's no option without Draymond. Like we weren't going to do that. So maybe it's not a sentimental attachment, but from a basketball perspective, he incorrectly, let me add, incorrectly thought that the Warriors couldn't be the Warriors without Draymond." If, if if Draymond is and this is not going to happen now, I'm just I'm just going I'm going to go to the absurd to prove a point. Mm-hmm. If the Warriors and the NBA agree that Draymond's done for the season, mm-hmm. would you say the Warriors can't win a championship? Well, I, not without a trade, they can't. Yeah, but yeah, they. In, in other words, if if Steph Curry is done for the season, they can win. They can't win a championship. If He's Draymond. not. If, if Steph Curry is out, they can't win. Right. If Draymond's out, they can. With, he, he has fallen so with changes. far basketball-wise. Right. Look, you're preaching to the choir in that yeah. I've been someone who said people are just scared to think of what this team could look like without Draymond. So I'm not one of the people who thinks. To me, it's Stephen Curry. As long as you have Steph and you build the right team around him, you can we win. We agree. But so that you're that part, I'm not challenging you on. But with the pieces they have right now, you need something as constructed, to replace. Right, like they, what he, he is their second most be, important player. What he should be providing. Right, and it's not for purposes of offense. It is his defense. He's a connector out there, mm-hmm. and it, it. I mean, the numbers reflect it. When he's not there, like after Steph, he he's their second most important player still to this day. Most important, but not necessarily second best, but most important. Most important most to important how they function and how, how they, they work. Right? So that's why they say that. That's why I said this is a marriage of convenience. Even when Kerr was saying all that stuff at the end of the season and, and, and Mike's on Levy, like they're saying he's really important 
And that's really what it does. It's like, you know, when married people stay together, but they don't really want to be together. I don't know anything so, about that. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know you're a happily married I, I don't man, know anything about but you've it, heard of it. You've tell heard me about of it. it. Tell me about it. You've tell heard of it, right? A marriage of necessity. Sometimes people stay together for at, kids. At, just for, for the record, at 16, trying to make it to 17, okay? Trying to make it there. I love it. Without Black any love, controversy. I love it. I but, love okay, it. go ahead, Natalie. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, tell me about these other people who have these problematic relationships. I don't think they should, but they stay together for kids. Sometimes financially, it's better to stay together. All these different reasons. For them, it's the the goal of winning a championship, right? And so, basically, they took a risk on Draymond. I thought it was a big risk, but they took the risk. And I just, I want to go back to Kevin Durant, though, for a moment. Oh, yeah. Because Kevin Durant was always, to me, spot on about Draymond. Like, when the Jordan Poole incident happened, he was one of the few who said, no, this isn't normal. Because remember how a lot of people say, oh, this happens, oh, this all, happens the time. all the time. He's like, and no, he's this like, doesn't happen. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen we all don't the do time. That. Not, you know. and, and I was so happy he said that because I'm just like, y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. Yes, we've heard about scuffles. We've heard about different things. You don't typically have, and again, I'm not trying to say it's okay to like, you know, hit anyone because we, we all know the stories of Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan. We've all heard right, the story. Right, right, right. But Michael Jordan also went back and apologized, reportedly, like from what I know of that. And So he apologized. He didn't say, I don't apologize for things right. that I meant to do. He, <laughs> he didn't did say, a real apology he didn't say and acknowledged like it. That. Okay. Right. But on top of it, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to say, like, depending on your stature, you deserve certain treatment. But we do know there's a hierarchy on teams. And right. so what, what we haven't had was a, a, a star player hit another core member, another abutting star, someone who just helped them win a championship, right? It wasn't like a guy at the end of the bench. Yeah, it wasn't, just, it was a key piece. Yeah, a guy who was 20 points a game, was big team. in the championship season, you know, champ, in, 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 in the final series too, really made some uh, big plays. And we know Shaq and Kobe didn't get along. We know there's right. lots of stories, but they didn't, they didn't punch each other. They didn't, at least not that we know about, right. that we've ever heard of. So I, I was glad that he said that, and I was glad to hear what he said now. And I felt like, in a way, he still was trying to protect Dre because he said he he hasn't always been like this. He's saying that, and this man called him a bitch. Yeah. And this man called him a bitch. Like, that was the reason, that was the reason, you know, Draymond was suspended, right? And and But they suspended him for that, but not for punching Jordan Poole. And that was the, the biggest mistake, and that was the beginning wasn't of the end. Wasn't this inevitable, though? This is inevitable. Yeah. This is just the culmination of a, a lot of a lot of incidents. Some that were minimized. Some got the proper attention. But Draymond has been doing this over and over. And you could say that maybe uh, you know Dunleavy doesn't have a sentimental attachment. But when you bring Draymond back, you're bringing back everything at a at, at really to a diminished degree. Because he's got, he's more of that. He's got more, more fire, more feistiness, more fight as his skills diminish. And I think like a lot of players, when their skills diminish, you find out who they really are. Some players are able to reinvent themselves and, and some can't. So, you know, pure point guards, when their skills diminish, they become even better playmakers. Uh, the shooting goes down or, or their ability to play high minutes goes down as they get older. Draymond, what he really is, is a defensive player who has an attitude problem. For and, sure. And the, and the Warriors were able to capitalize on that uh, when they won championships. And it was almost like, we need that. They kept asking, we need Draymond to be Draymond. Well, this is what you get. If, if, 
as the player ages and his skills kind of fall off a bit, you keep saying, well, this is what we need Dre to be Dre. Just go ahead and do it. He provides, he knows. I, I hate when I, I hate when I hear that. He knows he can't do that. No, he doesn't know. You, you're going to ask him to set the boundaries. He can't set the boundaries. Clearly. That's why you got four championships and not five. Oh, I said it. Uh, they would have won the championship. No, I agree. They would have won. No, I I agree. In I agree that he's cost them one. He's I cost agree them with a championship. that. I agree with that. And also, it may have cost them a chance to defend last year by by bringing in this just this awful oh, he vibe. Absolutely did. With the punch of Jordan Poole. He absolutely did. And th- th- what to me what is really under the radar and goes underlooked cuz people get that. They're like, "Okay, he ruined last season." I also think he affected the trajectory of Jordan Poole's career. Now, Jordan Poole is young mm-hmm. and can maybe bounce back, but you send him to an organization like the Wizards. Woo. The Wizards. Where's Gary Carter? Gary, uh, the strays don't stop, Gary. So, Gary Carter, like, I, Gary Carter, uh, Commanders fan. I got them <laughs> yesterday. Let's get the Wizards today. They're awful. They're awful. They don't care. Bad right. franchise. Just bad. And right. you send them there. You send them there at, along with Kyle Kuzma. Right. And so, like, they're, they're not going to get the proper Kyle development Kuzma and structure and there. Poole with the Wizards. You couldn't write a, a bigger disaster. Right. So to me, you you've affected that. You've expected you've affected the tra- trajectory of his career. And look at how many times you could have almost cost them. You could have almost cost them the first round last year. Remember, he yeah. got <laughs> suspended there. And then like you know, and, and then in front of the Kings fans, in front of the commissioner, you know. And, on e- him. and even after coming back from the Rudy Gobert suspension this year, he said, I don't regret what I did. I mean, this man just doesn't stop putting his foot in his mouth. Well, he doesn't stop putting his foot in his mouth, but let's hear some sound because I want to talk about these two guys. I'm not, you know, you're not your brother's keeper, not necessarily, but I want to hear from Steve Kerr and Steph Curry, and then we'll talk about maybe what their role has been in the creation uh, of the persona that Draymond Green has. Let's hear from them. Yeah, we need him. We need Draymond, but you know he knows that. And we've talked to him, and he knows uh, that there he's got to. He knows. Got to find a way to keep his poise and and be out there for his his teammates. He's Draymond's still a hell of a player. You know, still a really good player. Yeah. So uh, we need him. You know, if we're going to be a, a really good team, we we need him. We always say about our team, like all the pieces fit for a reason. They have for a very long time. So when you're missing one, it uh, it's tough. We always told him you can't change who you are as a player and you know the competitive spirit that you have um the physicality that you play with um but you can't give people <clears throat> people reasons to lead reasons to look at you a certain way um and to have to go you know judge and jury every single incident that happens so it's it's tough because we need him out there and we're here to support him here to have confidence in him to be able to do that and, uh, yeah, because we, we obviously need him to win. How, how, many, how many times, I lost count, uh, the times you heard the word need, mm-hmm. we need him, and, and he knows, and Steve Kerr did that thing, I can't say. Well, he, he knows. He knows. Obviously, he doesn't, Steve. He doesn't know. Okay, this, these are two different things here. From a brotherhood standpoint, I believe in brotherhood to my core, brotherhood, sisterhood, family, love, you know, reaching, supporting people 
especially when they need you uh, in, in their, in their, at their lowest point, they need you to step up, I believe, in stepping up for people who you love. So good for Steve Kerr, good for Steph Curry for talking about how they want to support him. I think the best way for the Warriors to support Draymond Green is to move on. You got to move on. They should have moved. They should have moved on a while ago because if what they're saying is true, well, shame on you. Shame on you for saying, hey, the way we play or all the pieces fit. If one of your pieces is Draymond Green, if one of your pieces is is just prone to go off without warning at times, then what the hell did you build? You've already you've already been there. This is a next phase for them. If they're going to hold on, because I think the dynasty's over. I know you don't. I didn't say it's, that. Uh, uh, oh, you said they could win a championship yesterday. You asked if they could. I said not without serious changes. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I think even with changes, I think it's over. I think it's over for them. Like t- 2022, they probably have one more in them, but then after last year, so that was it. Mm-hmm. They're done. So, if you wanted to, if you wanted to defend it last year, maybe after they benched Draymond during the 2022 NBA Finals and had success with benching him, it was just a little glimpse right. of what it could be. It worked out. Uh, Steve Kerr, I'll give him credit, been critical of some of the coaching moves. That was a really good coaching move. I don't know if his assistants get credit for it, the players get credit for it, whatever. Coaching staff gets credit for benching Draymond 2022 NBA Finals, saved them. They were down 2-1. Took a lot to get there, though. They were down 2-1, and and, and in game four, Mm -hmm. with five minutes to play, they were down. Yeah. And and so they came, and, and Steph was brilliant. My point is, if you want to get squeeze out one more championship, you have to look at what brought you this far and what do you need to do to extend the life of a dynasty to extend the life of a dynasty. They probably should have right. moved on from Draymond after they won the championship, which people in the Bay Area, I'm guessing would have gone. Oh, my God, what are they doing after a title? We just won a championship. I don't think but this so. is where this is how you get stuck. They're stuck. I don't I don't think they're stuck and I don't think you don't I no, I don't think Why not? I don't they might be stuck with Draymond for a little while they might but there's always look I we thought no one and I, granted this is a very different kind okay. of thing we thought no one would take Russell Westbrook's contract and then they did there's always a team somewhere somewhere that mm-hmm. will do something it's they're not going to be able to do anything right now with him but I'm just saying I don't I don't know that they're stuck fully and I also don't believe that they're stuck because after this year they have a lot of financial flexibility yeah, so but, Russell, but Russell never did anything like that right, I'm, I'm not comparing I'm, saying, but, I'm just saying it that, was a massive contract and people thought that his value fell there's always, but that was just a value conversation See, I agree with you if it's just a value conversation and the guys is big contract most people in the NBA have big contracts you can trade this and some filler here a great player there or or former great player and you can match those contracts and get it moving You've got a big contract and you've got big issues that we're not even sure how is this the bottom? Is yeah, this the bottom for Draymond? They might be willing to take the financial hit and just get rid of him. You don't know. Like, we don't know. They can certainly afford it. But what I'm saying is they're going to have financial flexibility 
flexibility regardless of Draymond. Okay. So if they can find a way, remember, Chris Paul's contract's off the books, mm -hmm. and they can still trade that. That's one of the reasons they wanted that contract. If it works out, great, we keep you this year, um, and you help us. And if it doesn't, people want that contract because it's just an expiring, right? And then, and additionally, Clay is not signed. He's not extended. And his contract is not going to be anything real next year if he stays with the Warriors. So they have the flexibility, and they have young pieces, and they have Stephen Curry. But they don't so, use Right, but now they they're but use. now they're going to be forced to, to use, and so this is a good thing. And so I don't I don't know. Like to me, you like because is a dynasty dead because this version is dead, or if they find a way to win with another version, if they trade for Pascal Siakam and they get him and they win, is it dead? So, like I don't think they're doing anything this year. I would need to see how they reinvent themselves. Can they do a Spurs and do that? If they can, maybe. Yeah, if think, not, I don't know. Yeah, I think you got the behavior uh, issue with, with Draymond, and then you've got the playing issue with Klay Thompson, who admittedly has said, you know, he said, I'm playing like crap. I deserve to be benched. I didn't like it. So Klay Thompson has fallen off. Draymond has gone off. But are you talking about this year or are you talking about for the future? I, I think it's not. No, I think right, I'm, not, so I'm, I'm like, talking about both. I'm talking about both. Right, but I this, but but they have the money. I'm saying they have that money to replace Clay. So to me, it that's doesn't. That's so hard to do. Though. It doesn't matter. Well, like how do you? I mean, how do you just kind of? So I, I'm I'm imagining that Clay Thompson is not part. If there is another championship mm -hmm. in, in Golden State in the next three years, yeah, and and before Steph Curry turns forty, right, okay? and there's another championship, I don't imagine Clay is a part of it. Or, he, or he's coming off the bench and his role looks different. You only need a number two for Steph. And then the rest, you just fill in the pieces. And that you can get. And they have the money to get. And right now, because they have young players that they don't have to pay that much, they have right now the financial ability to do it. You make it sound so easy. No, it's not easy. But, like, when you have Steph Curry, right? Yeah, okay, that, that's, so, a, that's a big piece of right, it. Right, and so, like, it was like when Kobe got Gasol, he didn't need, like, a big three. Yeah. You just need to get him the right yeah, number okay. two. And there are number twos out there. And so that that's all I'm saying. So it's just going to look different. And ironically, ironically, mm -hmm. Draymond Green is actually playing very well this year, even offensively. He's shooting the best in his career from three, right? Yeah. That maybe that wasn't going to stand the whole season. But what I'm saying, let's, let's just put him aside for a second. But Steve Kerr mentioned that in the presser. Mm -hmm. I would say, because I don't expect, I think Steph Curry and Steve Kerr and all these people have enabled Draymond. So I'm with you. But I think... I think the tie to Draymond is, to me, actually more about Steve Kerr than it is Stephen Curry. Hmm. And the reason I'm saying so that Steve is... Steve Kerr feels like he really needs, he needs Draymond. I, so I think he does, but I think it's because of the way Steve Kerr coaches and his system, right? Like, he, like the people have been writing about it and talking about it lately. He has, like, these five go in, these five go out. He's very strict. They don't draft certain kinds of players because they're not a Steve Kerr guy, hmm. right? He has a certain way... He likes to run his system, right? And the way that he changed the Warriors and made them better is the system he implemented. And that was having Steph off ball, having Draymond do certain things. And I, I candidly don't think he's an X's and O's coach where if you give him different types of players that he's mm. going to know the way to adjust the system. And maybe if he had those assistants, like Mike Brown, I think was a big loss. I mentioned this. Yeah. So th th I, think, I think that unwillingness to change things is, is more about him than it is about Steph. I think as long as you show Steph a plan that will give him a path to winning, he will be okay with it. Remember, he didn't want to change Mark Jackson. 
He, he spoke. I think Mark Jackson's great. They still traded it. He's just a Tim Duncan type. He's not like LeBron. Let he's me, not going to say. Yeah, let get, me just go out and do my yeah, thing. Yeah, he's not right. going to say fire this coach, yeah. get rid of this guy. And that's a great thing when you're winning, but it's not a great thing maybe sometimes when you want that player to do that. So I don't expect Steph to throw him under the bus. But if Steph wasn't supporting it either behind the scenes, the change would have been made. But the only difference, the only disagreeing point mm-hmm. that I have is that I do think I do think Steph is okay if Dre isn't there. I just think he's not okay with you not having a plan for him to win. Yeah. And I think if the Warriors show him, we get you this, we get you this, and we can give you a plan to win, I think he's okay with well, it. Well, Mike Dunleavy, you got your work cut out for you. There's a lot to do uh, with the Golden State Warriors, and we'll see what happens with Draymond. The NBA says indefinitely. I think 15. How many do you think? At least 15. What do you got? Yeah, I think it's closer to the 20 range. 20? Yeah. Now, for another conversation, for another day on Brother from Another, you can't have bridges back there out on the court. You can't say you're all about discipline. When somebody misbehaves on the court, Yeah. and then you, 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 you all, you're all over that. But when somebody misbehaves off the court, well, we got to let the process play out. Well, Josh you know, Giddy, no, yeah, 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 all that. You got to get it together. You got to be consistent and and look at real life issues just as seriously as you look at basketball issues. It's still a reflection on your league. Absolutely. Either way, both of them, reflection on your league. All right, we'll talk. Hey, where's Lawrence? Lawrence gonna be around. Lawrence Jackson. We're in studio. I'm gonna ask everybody to come in. Where's Mike Tarico? Where's Collinsworth? Where's Rodney? Sim! Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Where are y'all? I know that I'm retired. I just don't, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I get it. But it just feels like that. It just feels like that's something that's kind of been lost on this team a little bit. It feels like the Steeler way is just not. I was the last one. There was such an age gap for me and everybody else on offense that there just wasn't that Steeler 
tradition passed down. And I just – you have it on defense, don't get me wrong, but you don't have it on offense right now, and it's, it's just making it really hard. You're not seeing, in my opinion, the toughness on offense. Um, and, and I say toughness in the sense of a Steeler toughness. Who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh? Yeah. That's not no, that's not, not what, what we're doing. we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? You know, and, and yes, again – you have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. And I understand the further you get away from that, the harder it is. Sure. I get that. Um, and unless at some it's being point, carried. Unless probably, it's yeah. being passed down yeah. and carried the right way. But I just feel like people aren't afraid to play the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. Not this year. Um, Maybe not. For, for whatever, you know, whatever that is. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer to, to that question. But um, maybe it's just going to take – some guys to get, or maybe maybe the, the the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger on the footballing, footballing podcast. Yeah, you got to know the Western Pennsylvania. That's the whole thing. That's why you know, Bob, you know, Don, Don, you know, Lawrence Jackson is here, and Roethlisberger talking about that Steeler tradition. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, off the air, I didn't want Natalie to tell me why she had a problem with it. I see she had a problem with it looking at her feed. But what's the problem, Natalie? What's the problem? And what he said made, made perfect sense to me. Yeah, she said, yeah well, what's the, what's that the- part I didn't have issue with. It was the, the, the strays, the shots at Mike Tomlin and, and, and questioning, you know, his coaching. Like, that's what I didn't appreciate. Well, what, where, well. I think you, but you kind of have to question what they're doing. Natalie and Lawrence, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a few weeks ago, I thought they were in a beautiful position. They're seven and four. They got games coming up against the two win at the time, Arizona Cardinals, the two win New England Patriots. All those games must be on the road. No, those games are at home. Oh, you probably are facing the Patriots with Mac Jones. No, you got Bailey Zappi. I mean, and you lose. You cannot lose those games at the crib. They have their own injuries. The Steelers. Those are bad, two bad football teams. And you got a chance to go to nine and four and really solidify your playoff position. Lawrence, I think think it's fair to criticize the coaching a bit. Um, Well, what's interesting is you you go back to that. You think I think about the Antonio Brown stuff, right? And what Mike Tomlin said, uh, you know, we'll tolerate you as long as we actually have to. Yep. Um, the thing about it is they don't really have those type of players uh, on this team. Um, I actually, like, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I already felt like the Steelers was overachieving. Like, Ben Roethlisberger said a lot of stuff, but I think they should be in the market for a quarterback after this season. Ooh. Definitely nice. should be Ooh, in the like market it. for a yes. quarterback after this season. Can he pick um, it out? You, you seen I mean, enough? What, what, huh? You seen enough of Kenny Pickett? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've been seen that. Uh, <laughs> I've been seen that. Yeah, they they need to go. You get the. I, I, I would like you know. I would like Jameis Winston on the Steelers. Oh, no, no, Steelers right now. Like option, he would man. be doing better than what they Jameis got going Winston. on. They talking about putting Mason Rudolph back in there, and at that point, when you if you're talking about that, that's where like you can't really question Tomlin in that aspect because like. That's who they got on the roster right now. Uh, what you can say is, you know, 
the receiver, the receiver room, that might be getting out, out of control a little bit. Oh, it's out. So, so when stuff's starting to go down and the players get to talking and doing all this stuff on the sideline when they ain't reached Antonio Brown's status yet, then at that point you can kind of say, hey, Mike, you know what I'm saying, get it together. But at the same time, the body of work that this man put in, the longest tenured uh, coach in the league right now, which is it's extremely hard to do. We, we see Bill Belichick finna be on his way out, right? right? Mike Tomlin going to be there. He, Allegedly. He, Different story, though. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they talking about it. Like, yeah, they talk, yeah. they not talking about that with Mike Tomlin right. because right. they, you know, they still got a winning record with, you know, this quarterback, with this offense, with the injuries they had on defense. Um, they should have beat, they should have beat the Patriots. They tried right? to. They tried they, to give, they tried to give him the game. Bailey Zappi hit him with them things, though. He was, <laughs> yeah. Zeke, yeah. Zeke was eating yeah. on him. In the first Zeke. half. In the first half. <laughs> and then it just stopped. So, so, look, Natalie, you said these strays, but isn't it fair to say about Tomlin? All right. Uh, and it's not that it's all Tomlin's fault, but this is Tomlin's team. So on defense, you got all those guys. You got Hayward, you got Highsmith, you got T.J. Watt, you got these guys who are who are outspoken leaders mm-hmm. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have that. Roethlisberger saying you don't have that on offense, and I agree with him. Who's the Who's the guy on offense who is just like bringing it together? They don't have that. They don't have a leader. So maybe he's trying to say, well, you know, if I were there. They miss, maybe he's trying to, a long way of saying they miss me. Okay, but you know what? That's one. That's not on Tomlin solely because, like, it, there's a GM. It's their but job. I don't think he mentioned Tomlin. Are you taking it as a Tomlin criticism? Yeah, I, I don't. So, like. When he talks about the loss to. Uh, the Patriots? Or, yes, or the Cardinals? Yes, yes. Think about it, We just said that, by the way. The loss to the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> and a loss to the Cardinals. Okay, keep going. Right, and like Oof. that part wasn't in the sound. Like, remember, there was like other yeah. stuff. But he was taking a coaching shot at Tomlin for sure. And my issue with that is like, it's not him saying things that we all know and recognize about the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think him in particularly should be taking any shots Why? ever at Tomlin because you were there with him. Right, he was your coach for a number of years. Oh, okay, now and, we're I, and, and 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 oh, he he actually said, yeah, and 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 I feel like, and I feel like, what was? Hold on, hold on, let me go, just, go, 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 go ahead. I just feel like when you had your issues, right, and you went through your your stuff and you brought issues to the Steelers, Mike Tomlin was there. Okay, I will say this. Just when before, you, before I before I before I just kind of. You know, parachute in on Tomlin and the bad coaching in that game. Okay, that quote, bad coaching. I feel like any athlete, any pro athlete, former pro athlete, who is doing any form of media, you either come with it or get out the way. For sure. Come with it or get out the way. I don't want to hear, well, I played for this coach. I can't criticize him. Uh, This guy was good. This is my organization. If it needs to be said, come with it. If you ain't coming with it, you ain't really doing what we do. And so I was I mentioned Rodney earlier in jest, but Rodney Harrison, I, I, I have so much respect for him. He had been retired for like a day. I know I'm exaggerating. He had been retired mm-hmm. for just a little bit. It was fourth and two, Indianapolis. The Patriots went for it before there was analytics on going for it on fourth down. Right. Fourth and two from their own 27. 
They didn't pick it up. They lose the game. Rodney Harrison probably came to, to this studio or the studio right down the hall and was like, <laughs> Bill Belichick made a mistake. You can't do that. That's not having faith in your defense. Harrison was is cool with Belichick, that's but different. you got, but you that's gotta different. say it. Look, <laughs> that's it different. That, they There's blew. a way you can use your you know language what? and your words. You know that's what different. happened in that game? Mike Tomlin really Tomlin or someone else mismanaged the timeouts where they're burning timeouts early in the game. And when it came down to it, when the aforementioned Bailey Zappi was trying to cook, <laughs> he good. wasn't. They He's couldn't good. stop the clock. <laughs> They couldn't, they couldn't manage the timeouts because they had blown two timeouts early in the second half. When it came down to the last two or three minutes, uh, they didn't have it. I was uh, texting my buddy in Pittsburgh, still works there. I was like, man, those two timeouts are really going to kill him. And that's what happened. So, that, I mean, that is bad coaching. But I, I get it. I, 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 get it. Yeah, I mean, I he, he could have been talk, he could have been talking about it from that particular game. I, I will say this, though. I don't think... I don't think Tomlin going. I don't think he'll take no offense to what Ben said. I like. I'm pretty sure these two dudes talk to each other, you know, behind some, all of yeah, this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it's like two days from now, Ben gonna come out and you know correct what he said or say, "Well, I didn't mean this that third. I talked to Mike and woop de woo because that's how it go. <laughs> that's how it go. Well, if, if you just watch your words initially, because he could have said, like, I, yeah. I, I'm surprised that Tomlin did that because, like, from what I know from uh, him. They, okay, that's right? I'm just yeah. saying it's the phrasing. Yeah. So that that's yeah. just all I took offense to. Like, you, you've gone to war with this man. He's held you down. I think you, you can criticize him, but do it in a way that's like, I don't want to see headlines like that. I don't want to hear stuff like that. That's all. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of hurt and stung over it because I said the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Yeah. Why did you well, say that? Yeah, because, because of the schedule. Did, did they yeah, have Big Ben on the roster? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, no, they had the Cardinals and Patriots on the schedule though. That schedule. And the Ravens. It was a bad take. The, that Ravens. They already got a win over the Ravens, so they already got a. It was a bad take. They got. They got. Yeah. Okay. Man. That's, that's true. It was. But. <laughs> But it might no, no. It was just bad. You hey, said, you speak said to right. me before you say these things, <laughs> Holly. Come on. Now I want to. I I've heard Lawrence. I want to talk about MVPs, and, and so you know we're going off the Steelers conversation because we're talking about MVPs. Didn't have one. Um, <laughs> and you know a lot of people have mentioned Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts yeah. was in the conversation uh, for a while. Christian McCaffrey has come up uh, in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that McCaffrey has come up. Even, I don't think he should get it, but he's a running back. And I'm just so tired of the, the quarterback-focused um, MVP talk. Yeah. It's always, hey, who's the quarterback on the best team? That's who the MVP is. You think somebody else could be in the convo? Who is it? It's yeah. not a quarterback. For sure. Who, who yeah, is it? Like, um, I think, I mean, a lot of people saying it now, Tyree Hill. Um, the thing about it is, and I think it's warranted, right? But a lot of reasons that the people are saying Tyree Hill should be MVP because it's like a slick shot at Tua because <laughs> b- before Tua got Tyree Hill and then when they eventually got him, it was, oh, now that Tyree going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua, he ain't going to do as well and this, that, and the third. He's done better. Done better. He's played, Tyree Hill's played his best football with, uh, with Tua. Now, from now if we could get away from that, you know, if he does, you know, get towards that 2,000-yard mark. Um, and uh, and Jalen Waddles, he's not like he on pace for 1,500 yards, and he's another good receiver. If the Dolphins, they just had a horrible loss, and it was clear uh, what the offense was and what they are not without Tyreek Hill. Um, if he could get that 2,000 yards and 
the Dolphins could get it together. I mean, he's the, he's the hot. He's at plus 1,600 right now to win it on DraftKings. That's ahead of Tua. So, like, the only way Tua in the convo is if he starts throwing TDs to Jalen Waddle. But he, Tua's in the but – but this is what I'm talking about, Natalie. He, Tua's in the conversation because the way we look at MVPs. Right. I'm looking for an MVP revolution. <laughs> we got, well, but that's we why you gotta, got, if you gotta, are, then Tyreek and CMC – should be in there, and if we really talking yeah. about some, if Debo didn't miss them games, Debo oh, really yeah. that dude. Like That's that. where I was going. So, but okay, all right, yeah. I, like, I'm sorry, I don't think I think Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the Dolphins. I do not think that he is the MVP. But mm-hmm. CMC or even Debo, you could sell me on um, because the Dolphins like. They have other issues, right? Like the teams that they've beaten and, you know, the kinds of wins that they've gotten. So, like, to me, I just think that there's other teams with superior superior records, better Definitely. wins, who have MVPs. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't put him over the MVPs of those teams, of those other guys. But I do think that if you're talking about the Dolphins, he's the MVP versus Tua. But I would say... But Purdy had... should not be in the conversation. But I think... I think... Tyreek Hill, if you take him away from the Dolphins, uh, the Buffalo Bills might be leading the division. I mean, I think he's that important. He just changes. So, yeah, there are better teams, but the Dolphins are not a game out of the top spot in the AFC without Tyreek Hill. They're just not. It, it, Did you see it, the loss the other day they just had? I, I know. And, and you know what? They melted down. Both teams were melting down. And I'm so glad I recovered some money. Other on teams that. in that same position. They had a little something. They are the first one. They are the first team. So, I had a little uh, something on the Titans. Uh, yeah. So they were, I had, I had you, Titans you definitely back in my made third year and a half. Yeah. So at, at one point, and I was, this money why, see, this is why it's, it's dangerous to gamble. 13-13, I'm feeling good. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins score. It's 20-13. I'm like, all right, cool. Just help this. Like, just, 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 let's just get some clock here. Let's get some clock. And then my man, and like, uh, uh, it's Will Levis pitches to Derrick Henry, fumble. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, how the hell is it 27 uh, to 13? Uh, I was up. Now I'm just looking for like some cheap field goal, <laughs> which yeah, they won't yeah. do. So, yeah, I mean, that, that they both teams melted. I had nothing to do with Tyreek. He got hurt in that game, too. Yeah. And it changes everything when he is not out there. But I just feel like sometimes you just know it. It's not the 2,000-yard mark for uh, running backs or wide receivers. It's not 40 touchdowns for quarterbacks. If Brock Purdy, and it's no disrespect to him this time, um, if if he has 40 touchdown passes, that doesn't make him the MVP. The He's MVP, not. I know who the MVP on that team is, even though he doesn't have MVP numbers. It is Debo. Yeah. Debo is their MVP, even though he's got, what, 600-something sure. yards receiving? He's hurt. De- Debo is probably, not probably, he's he's a top five to seven overall player He's just uh, in the league. Everything and I, I don't do. think Tyreek is the MVP of the league right now. Natalie, you mentioned the wins that the Dolphins had. In order for him to really make that push, like they have the Jets coming up, good defense. Then you got Dallas and Baltimore and right. Buffalo. So it'll be those games that if they could win two out of the three of those of those playoff teams, then, yeah. then you're really talking about yeah. something. If not, then it's gonna be a quarterback, and then you're just—it'll be—it'll just be regular like Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Lamar, Jalen Hurts. Before before we uh, switch gears and talk about another drama happening in another league, uh, tell me about that shot you just took—that nice little subtle shot you took at, at Brock Purdy and kept going. You're like, yeah, 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, I can hear about McCaffrey and Debo. I, it, it ain't Brock Purdy. So, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, you just, like, yeah. what was that? What was that? You no. about tone. That was some, <laughs> that was a tone there. There was some feelings there. What's the, what's the problem? No, because here's the thing, right? Like Brock Purdy, you know, because I know we've been talking about him a lot this week. Liv argued this, and then I know yesterday we were sort of, you know, talking about the game manager the stuff Cam, Cam because Newton of Cam Newton. Brock Purdy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Is that yeah. not Brock Purdy? Yeah, yeah. But so I don't I don't agree that he's a game manager, but I agree with Liv in terms of like I don't think he's that playmaker yet that he needs to be as a quarterback. Mm. And I, I think he will eventually turn into that, but I don't think he's there yet. And so, you know, look, some of this, you know, by some of this is the Eagles fan in me, but I'm just saying. See, I don't know. He, he, the, the, the emotions done creeped in. Yeah, uh, right. no, so, but I'm going to say, because you always hear these arguments about the pieces that Brock Purdy has, right, to discredit him. Right. Yeah. And a similar argument is made about Jalen. But when, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I understand the importance of Debo. I'm not trying to minimize that. But when he lost Debo, right, they went on a three, you know, they three went on a three-game win yeah. streak. And not everything was his fault. I know one of the games, there was like a field goal at the Kicker, end. Like, yeah. yeah, but he there was a game too. He was not as effective. And it, like, to me, like, you know, like Jalen Hurst, they've had pieces missing. He, like, he's been sort of hindered, but he still finds ways in the moment to make the play to do something. And I'm not even advocating for Jalen right now. Like, it, it pains me to say that I do think Dak Prescott is the front runner right now and should be. But I just, I don't think right now Purdy, and he has these amazing throws and all this stuff, but I just think the more important pieces to those teams are Debo and CMC. And if, to me, if those two pieces are more important, if they're more valuable to then the team, you, can't get you that, cannot you can't be get the that MVP. That makes That's sense. it. But it's not because I think he's not, you know, a very, very good quarterback. All, right, all Brock Purdy got to do is whatever he's doing right now. Just do that. It's that simple. He don't have to become some type of game changer like Cam Newton call it because he, he ain't, that ain't him. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you do. Be the point guard and distribute. Let's talk about a former MVP in the NBA last night. Giannis had 64 points against the Pacers. And then after the game, that's when the fun started. Let's check it out. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Um, I I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's it feels like a brand new ball. I don't know how it works, but um, I assume like I cannot just walk in in any arena that I play and just take the ball. Like Dame was fifth of all time. You know. Um, I scored 60. They took the the game ball, and you know it, that type of stuff happens in the NBA. You know when people get offended by how it how it happened. You know maybe they felt like he should have been out of the game, and you know he was trying to get points or whatever. So they did something like that. They took the ball and said our rookie scored his first his first NBA points when it's like you know this dude just scored 60. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> But that's part of the league, you know, that's the, the gamesmanship, that's the, the pettiness, um, it happens. There's a misunderstanding about the game ball. Um, it was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA, official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball and 
Um, a couple of, a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. Dude, I, Hold on, yeah, man. And yeah, I saw this I last night, too, and I'm still like. Come on. Come on. And, and you know, and you know, like, I always look for, I look, you know, body language is very important. Body language. When he said the rookie scored his first NBA points and he did a sniff. Like, man, you know, you're not getting a game ball on the same Hey, night. my man holding the jersey. Hey, look, look at, at his the, brother. Look yeah. at the way he runs. I mean, All like, right. Giannis See, that, took that, off. He took off the hey, Yeah, My man, he did high game. knees and everything. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. And then well, they're he, chasing him down. Everybody's running. Everybody's he, running in the tunnel because that, like, Giannis wants that game ball. the buffet. Exactly. He scored 64 points. And this matters to him. Uh, if you read, uh, right after they won a the championship, there was a GQ story on Giannis, and the author went into the, the you know Giannis's basement, and he has all this memorabilia, NBA jerseys, and all these signed things from from LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Luka, like all right. these players. This stuff matters to him. So what he wanted to do <laughs> is get hey, give me my game clearly ball. that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> give me my game ball. <laughs> I didn't score six. I scored sixty four. And you're trying to play some games. I'm out the rookie. <laughs> I mean, got that? A, he got one point that's on outrageous. the free throw. His first NBA points, though. That's outrageous. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, Carlisle, tell my son, we don't care about it. Record. <laughs> that's clear. That's clear. But damn, you ain't even the home team, dog. Like, we always get the game ball. Really? Uh, yeah, we always get the game ball. He don't get though. no game ball. He sniffed. The, the, the sniff gives it away. Cause he had to like he, he it sounded like he made that up real yeah, quick. So, oh well, I really like, got the first then, point right. And then, <laughs> hold on, man. And then he kind of shrugged like, oh, well, well, we always do that. You know, <laughs> I've been no, like Tyrese Halliburton in- scored twenty two tonight. You want to give him the you game, ball. game ball? You like you've been better off with that. Yes. Yeah. They didn't ask for the game ball when they, you know, went to the quarter uh, semifinals in the IST. I heard there were injuries and people got elbowed. I just oh, all used them two big dudes, <laughs> them two big boys running back there. Hell yeah, I some demand <laughs> an investigation. <laughs> I want an NBA investigation. I want that game ball for y'all. We need to know if it's authentic because yeah, we don't know. Giannis don't know. He don't even know. He said, I, I I played the old game with the ball. I felt the sweat on the ball. He didn't say, I ain't feel no sweat on this. Pause. Yeah. Giannis. Like he, I ain't never seen him oh so angry. God. Yeah, he was mad. He was like, I don't know. <laughs> mad at hell. I don't know. You got a game ball? I don't know. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. 
Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. <laughs> you tell me. Then how dare you come home drunk and disturb the peace of our house when we have a plan? I would, like to get to, I would like to get to the point where your friends know what job I'm on and go, I think Grace is going to be out of commission. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I won't. I, like, I'm, I, no, no, do you understand that? Because cause that team, that unit, right? Grace has to be in a certain mindset to support Coretta Scott King. You know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife. Michelle Obama. Barack Obama's wife. I know, I'm not, I, I, I shouldn't have gone out. I'm no, no, sorry. Let me, just, let me just lay it out for you, right? If I am, I'm just going to say this. My temper, my shit, my travel, blah, blah, all that, all that said, right? And I'm going to say, I'm a great man. A great man. I am doing great things, not just for me, but for my, for my culture and for the world. That is actually the position I'm in. That's real. I'm not going to think about it. I didn't ask for it. I've worked, and that's the situation. The woman that supports me, that I support, that, we're, that needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and for them, ultimately. Last night, two nights ago, you did not do that. I'm you sorry. did not do that. I'm sorry. Which, which took away from the plan. And the plan is everything. Uh, those who are paying attention to the uh, Jonathan Majors case uh, heard this uh, testimony. This is this audio recording was uh, played in court by his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, uh, Jonathan Majors, um, just telling her, uh, according to this audio, and, and, and we don't know if it was doctored or what I'm just going to say, but according to the, what we heard, he's telling her what the plan needed to be and why he was upset with some of her behavior, Natalie. And look, you can, uh, this is a celebrity case, and I know this is how it happens with celebrity cases with actors who we have a lot of respect for. So a lot of people love Jonathan Majors' work. So what will happen in these celebrity cases, a lot of people take the side 
of a celebrity, and some people uh, take the side of, of the, the woman here. But I think what I want to say, and I'll, I'll let you take it from here, is just keep in mind that these cases are happening all across the land and with people who are not celebrities. And this is the type of tension and the, and the type of conflict that we're talking about. It needs more attention. It does. <clears throat> And I don't want to minimize the gravity of this situation. We've talked about it extensively, so I think people know my position. But I just want to say, what kind of ego does this man have to, one, compare himself to Martin Luther King and, and Barack, Barack Obama. Obama, and then say this woman should be like Michelle Obama or Coretta Scott Coretta King? Scott King. Yeah. Like, that is wild. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to say he's a narcissist, uh, but well, yeah, if I mean, it walks some, like a, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Insanity. So he he paused. He said, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm a great man. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'll say it. You won't. I will. Uh, Thanks for hanging out, y'all. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselcumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.